All right. Rush number two with Travis Davidson and uh, Teddy Lehman with Tyler McComas out on vacation. Got Pierce back in studio as well today. Well, it's finally here, boys. We get to find out our uh, our our first year schedule for the SEC. I guess we're not going to find out dates, um, but we're going to find out opponents. We're going to find out home and away. We're going to see what the landscape of the conference looks like. Uh, some stuff already leaking out, and let me know if I miss anything. Um, I'm I'm not the most up to date on the social media uh, always, but Texas hosting Georgia at A and M and at Arkansas. Is that right? Are they at Arkansas? Um, and for Oklahoma, so far, all we know is hosting Alabama. Correct? What am I missing? Hmm. Can you guys One hear second. me? One second. I'm sorry. Travis's mic's okay. messing up right now. Steely probably had it turned off. There's a black switch in there. He oh, turns he it that? off whenever he leaves. <laughs> yeah. Well, Why does go. he turn it off when he leaves? That don't make any sense. Oh, all right. Well. Well, it's like it's the old radio guy. He doesn't want the microphone to accidentally pick up something that oh, it shouldn't. A little hot mic moment. Breaks. I got it. Because I'll tell you, you know, there's like a, a switch they flip in studio. If they forget to flip that switch during a break, you can still go out over the air with your microphone. So you always got to be careful. Oh, I've heard that you before. You never know who's listening. That's well, right. happy to be here on Rush Number Two uh, with you, Teddy. Um, yeah, I think you know, isn't it? Isn't it just so funny in true Texas fashion that they start leaking the schedule? Like A and M has been standing on their soapbox saying we can't let Texas in. They try and take over everything, make it all about them, make the conference about them. They're going to do the same thing in the SEC. And who are the first leaks that we see? Right out of Texas. So uh, I think that's uh, that's right on par for that course. But yeah, I think you got it right as far as uh, um, what had been leaked so far. Uh, I did see also in that same report that Texas pl- Texas plans to play OU in Dallas. So. Uh, you know, good good that they were able to leak that because, oh, wow. uh, you know, nice. I'll believe it when I see it, you know, but, but apparently that's been leaked. So, yeah, I think, you know, you can kind of – I think the most important, you know, news of the day, Teddy, was that all teams, all, all kind of incumbent SEC teams will play either OU or Texas. So Texas leaks – almost became Oklahoma leaks, right? Just by process right. of elimination. So, you know, you know that we're not going to play uh, Georgia, which made sense. They're not going to play they're not going to they're going to split Georgia and Alabama and they're not going to make Texas play Alabama 3 years in a row um, coming off their home and home. So, you've got obviously Georgia going to them. A&M was always going to be on that schedule for Texas, so you know it's not going to be on the schedule for Oklahoma uh, and then Arkansas. What's interesting to me, Teddy, is I think you and I kind of align with with you think they're going to split in tiers. Like Alabama and Georgia are split. That's why OU is getting Alabama. That's why Texas is getting Georgia. Do you think that A&M gets split with Missouri because they they treat them as the former Big 12 teams and they split them that way or do you think I they do. do you okay cool so so you would assume that we get Missouri as well yep i assume i'm assuming we're we're getting Missouri yep. and i also assume that um we will get either Tennessee or LSU and Texas will get either Tennessee or LSU. If they get Tennessee, we get LSU and vice versa. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh you know, it's 
How do you feel about the Alabama? Do you want that? I hope it's the opener. I hope the SEC is kicked off with Alabama at Oklahoma. What say you? You want that later in the year? You want Jackson Arnold to get some uh, reps in first? Or are you just, hey, let's go ahead and get this done? Well, I I don't know what I, what I would want. I don't know what's necessarily better. Um, I would say pro- it's probably better for us to play it early. Um, but And I think that that's what's going to happen. I mean, typically, that's how the, the conference switch-up has gone. I mean, just think about uh, how it's going for, for the new teams coming into the Big 12. Right, the first Big 12 game that Cincinnati's ever going to have, they're hosting the University of Oklahoma. So that's typically what they do. I think they did it with A&M and Missouri whenever they first went to the SEC. So I, my hunch is that we're going to play Alabama, and it's probably going to be the second or third game of the year, probably second, play an opener and then host Alabama. Interesting, interesting, because I know uh, in the Board of Regents meeting today, um, Joe C. had said that they were kind of in between, I believe it was Joe C., said they were kind of in between a couple of non-cons for 2024. Um, Army was not on that list. They said they weren't close to uh, that reschedule, which, of course, bums out a lot of Sooner fans because I would love for that to get rescheduled. But um, they said they're down to a couple options to fill that non-con slot. So you think that's going to be a conference game, actually? Uh, well, at least yeah, in that week, that week. Okay. Um, and I don't know, you know, we're going to have to play four non-conference games now. Correct. And it, what's interesting to me is, you know, how we typically, or we, how the SEC typically plays that <laughs> non-conference game late, right? Um, you know, the, the, right. The November the game week. against Citadel or, you know, right. Mercer I'll, or somebody. I'm. St- I still wonder if, I and mean, maybe it's completely off the table, and I'm not even sure what they've said about it recently. But I still wonder if if we play Oklahoma State. Well, that was also brought up in the Board of Regents meeting. Um, they were, you know, they don't have anything set in stone as far as when Bedlam football will be back. They said they still hope to, um, you know, continue in other sports and eventually put football back on the table. But that definitely doesn't feel like it's based right. on today's. You know, today's position, you know, as well as I do, this can change by the hour. I mean, he could have said something different, you know, just now. But uh, let me ask you this. Did they say anything? I've brought this up multiple times, and I haven't heard anyone else really talk about it. Because it was never – I don't know that it was ever truly verified, but it was thrown out as rumor Whenever, like, part of Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 early, part of that was rumored to be future non-conference games Mm -hmm. against Big 12 opponents. So did they talk about, like, possibly that being one of the non-conference games that they're looking at? So that wasn't mentioned, um, but I I know that, I think a lot of people had discussed that and kind of bought into that rumor because it makes a lot of sense, right? Because if you're the mm-hmm. you're the Big 12, you're like, okay, you can leave early, but we need something, right? And I think that would have been the hey, at least you at least need to, you know, kind of true up the rest of the teams you didn't play. So the Baylor, Texas Tech, 
uh, and Kansas State. Like, you at least need to true those games up eventually mm-hmm. because they can say they wanted us gone as much as they want, but when you look at ticket sales, ticket pricing, uh, attendance, uh, a lot of those schools want Oklahoma coming back just uh, for sure. that alone. But I'm going to read you, Teddy, I'm going to read you a couple of uh, tweets uh, from our friend Eric Bailey of the Tulsa World uh, that kind of talks about uh, um, Josie's uh, comments. So first he says, Josie says he had really good conversations with Chad Weidberg about future of Bedlam football. Nothing available now, uh, but doesn't sound like it's off the table. Bedlam will continue in other sports going forward. So that's, nice. the, that's the Bedlam one. And then uh, I guess George Stoya um, asked uh, Joe C. something. So uh, answers George Stoya's question about 2024 non-conference opponent question saying there's just a couple of schools available, even saying one is a stretch. He adds Army is not close. Uh, that was originally on the 2020 schedule. So, um, Well, it, I got to tell you, the, the Army at the time – the Army game was. I was excited for it. Excited to go see that. That venue looked awesome right there on the river. Um, really cool. Now, I'm not saying that I'm over it, but I, it's just it's not the right time for us to play that game because that it's incredibly difficult to prepare for because of the the offense that they run. And you don't get any carryover effect for it for your defense. Like most of the teams that you prepare for, there's carryover. Like you essentially have to build an entire new defense whenever you play an option team like that. You have to build it from scratch. And you know they've obviously Venables has played option teams in the past and he knows how he would want to defend that right, but Georgia Tech being in, in, in you have to ACC. install that and learn it for one week and it takes time away from you know preparation for other other teams so like as cool as that game was and would have been to play yeah count me out well and another point to that Teddy is I think part of the reason uh, part of the reason a lot of people were looking forward to going to play Army is, is it a cool place to play? Is it a cool game? Absolutely. I'm not going to take anything away from that. But keep in mind, we were starving for quality road opponents in the Big 12. I mean, we were absolutely starving. So where we were on rations you know, for quality opponents going into the SEC, it's like we're yeah. at an all-you-can-eat buffet. So, I mean, we're, we're going to be full up on quality road games and quality home games. And I think that's part of kind of why fans really were bummed about that 2020 game getting canceled. Because a lot of people that only plan on going to basically our best road game, like, that's what they had, that's what they had planned on. Well, now we've got, you know, we're going to have four games that are better than that immediately. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, at least – for the first round through every road and every home conference game is going to be better than anything that we've had. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's just, there's going to be excitement there. There's going to be excitement from our fan base on the road trips and obviously the big time home games. And there's going to be, you know, sec fans where they'll tell you it just means more like a lot of those fan bases that have never played, in Norman are going to be excited to make that trip. So mm-hmm. for the first four years, 
Um, and then it'll still continue in the future, but, you know, for the first four years, it should be, it, it should be a pretty wild scene no matter who we're hosting. Oh, absolutely. And I asked Tyler this, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, with the Big 12, you know, when you'd played nine conference games, you got four home, four away, and one in Dallas. Like, it was, it was four home games every year. Now, with the SEC, we will get basically three games, then four games, three games, then four games, depending on how that, that Texas game in Dallas, you know, rotates back and forth, right? So, I think we're in agreement that our three SEC games are going to be better than our four Big 12 games as far as just interest, appeal, um, the the general crowd. So would you take, if I could give you Alabama and LSU at home, would you take only having two home conference games in the SEC if I, or would you rather have four Big 12 home conference games? Uh. The two are Alabama and LSU? Yep. Yeah, I'd rather take that. Okay. It's it's just interesting because the Big 12 offers you a lot more home games over time, right? And uh, But the, the quality over quantity aspect is I think where a lot of well, us are landing on this. Yeah, I Until think Until it moves that, to nine games, which I think – are we in right. agreement that we think it's going to move to nine games eventually? Oh, yeah. I, I, yes, I think so. I think – We'll probably play two years of the uh, eight-game conference schedule, and then whenever everything readjusts with, you know, the the actual new um, playoff deal, like whenever all of that is is actually on paper and everything is is, is finally solidified, and they've got a little bit more, a um, little bit more feeling of how all of that's going to play out then i think it'll eventually end at a a nine game conference slate could be wrong on that maybe they stay at eight i maybe they continue to say well it's not going to hurt us in the playoff um it it continues to give more of our teams a better chance to stack wins let's stay at eight and i think there's a chance of that i would say the biggest thing that they have in their back pocket is a bargaining chip to get more money from ESPN in their TV deal. So, like, I, they probably will at least act content to stay at eight games until maybe ESPN says, you know what, actually, we're okay with uh, ponying up a little more cash for some better inventory. Because right now, I just I don't think they were willing to do that because Price said, no, we got a signed contract. We're happy with what we got. Right. So they were probably like, well, let's not let's not let's not give them anything for free. Right. If you're good at something, never do it for free, uh, said the Joker. So uh, with that, obviously, that's where I think it's going to go to. I think they're going to sit back and say, hey, look, until ESPN gives us, you know, more money for essentially playing twelve and a half percent more SEC games, then we're just going to sit on our hands and uh, wait till they bring that bag of cash. Right. But yep. we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, let's uh, let's hit the text line a little bit after this. Six one five, sorry four zero five six five one three four three nine. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Give us some of your thoughts on this, uh, and we will catch you on the other side. Rush is back, hanging out at Jimmy Austin today. Man, we got the U.S. Open 
getting underway tomorrow, obviously. And if you got the golf hitch, you need to come out, check out the course at Jimmy Austin. Just in immaculate condition right now. They're gearing up for the Compliance Solutions Corn Ferry Tour. And we're going to have some giveaways. I thought we were going to do that today. Not the case. Giveaways tomorrow. Uh, all kinds of ticket giveaways. we got Inside the Ropes giveaways. I think they're doing that on T-Row. Um, we're on this show, we're going to be giving away, I think we've got eight ticket packages for some, like some really nice areas, maybe right around the 18th green, I think is, is where that one's going to be. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, the course, like I said, is just tremendous with all the rain that we've gotten. It is plush out here. So good stuff happening at Jimmy Austin. Now, gentlemen, I've been handed an interesting note over the break. Oh. Um, Passing notes out there, Jimmy Austin. Okay. This is, it's kind of funny because I don't know what it has technically been recently, but officially OU Texas is going to go back to being called the Red River Rivalry. So that's the official sponsor name however they handle all of that that's what it's going to go back to being called and i don't know what it was last showdown year. right well it was red river shootout then showdown and then i thought we'd already moved to rivalry as far as i'm concerned it's the red river shootout that's what i will continue to call it <laughs> and anybody everybody else can just if they want to waste their breath correcting me i'm i'm never going to call it anything else so yeah well it's um that was basically my response. It's like, oh, okay, great. Uh, what was it last year? <laughs> right, right. Was it? I think it was. I thought it was already showdown. the rivalry. Because uh, I thought they I went. I thought the the kind of evolution of it was Red River Shootout, and then it went to yeah. Showdown because it was easier on the like RRS, right? And then somebody right. that really likes alliteration, like myself, went to rivalry, so it was RRR. I think that's the nice. nat- I think that's the progression because it doesn't make sense to go to Red River Shootout and then to Red River Rivalry and then to Red River Showdown. It doesn't that doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense to me. I don't know. Well, that we're going back to that, I guess. So uh, whatever it is that that means, um, and it's good that we've moved on from Red River Shootout because the last thing we need is people thinking that uh, it's you know a shootout. Like there's guns drawn at the 50-yard line and, you know, everyone's packing heat as they're uh, running down on kickoff because that's what I'm sure everyone, their minds went directly there whenever we called it the Red River Shootout. So well, or safety purposes. Or it was uh, this league don't play no defense. It's going to be a shootout every time. Yeah. So right. so maybe we just needed a rebranding anyways to show that, uh, you know, we play defense in this conference. Oh, and bad news for Texas. I'm. Uh, I've been told that we plan on playing OU Texas this year in Norman. So I know they plan on playing it in Dallas. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess we. No, I don't know. Um, well, it's. I wonder. Not that it's going to lighten what OU Texas means, but it is going to be interesting to have it mixed in with what we know is going to be a more difficult season because, frankly, over the last, really, 
decade outside of a handful of games like you never know what one it's going to be right the one the only the really only game you could really circle on the on the schedule has been OU Texas you know you might find out in mid November that Oklahoma State's had a really good season or Kansas State or Baylor or whoever it is it you know it was always different but now you'll be able to look at a schedule in advance uh, way in advance and know what big games you're going to have and it's not just going to be OU Texas it's going to be a little bit different dynamic well and it's it it parallels the NFL right I mean they the NFL does this and I think Teddy we've talked about I mean college football is looking more and more like the NFL every day Uh, I do think eventually down the road like way down the road actually maybe not way down the road I think we have kind of an AFC and NFC model with like the Big Ten and the SEC kind of uh, you know for lack of a better term, just swallowing the rest of the the teams up and to where you have two basically like almost, you know, 24-team conferences and the winners of those two conference playoff play each other in, in what would be a college Super Bowl, if you will. But this is what the pros do is they announce what teams you're going to play at home and what teams you're going to play away. Now, with them, obviously, there's a dynamic of, okay, you finished first in your division last year, so you're going to play the first place division schedule, right? The first place, you know, place schedule. Fourth place, you're going to play the fourth place schedule. So it'll be interesting to see if it kind of, I don't know, settles into kind of a scheduling model like that where where it's kind of predictable going forward who you're going to play, but you just don't know when you're going to play them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be really predictable, right? I mean, right. After after the the first two years, well, I guess maybe they could throw a curveball at us if after the first two years we uh, we end up getting the the nine game schedule that could change some things. But you really should know what your next four years kind of look like, right? Because the new rotation is supposed to be everyone sees. The whole conference in four years. Um, hopefully, that's the case and it stays that way. So, yeah, I don't know. It's um, all good stuff, in my opinion. And we'll see what continues to leak throughout the day. Schedule release. We're having the show and we're we're carrying it live on the ref. Uh, going on air at six o'clock. Rudy's Country Storm Barbecue. Um, that's whenever all the release is going to happen. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. They're going to alphabetical order. Gonna, yeah, I think first they're going to do the rivalry games, right? And then after that, they're going to do it, um, I guess, team by team. And the assumption is it's going to go in alphabetical order. So that's really all I know about it at what, this point. But that's going to be live at 6 o'clock. But what are they – and I, I will see you there. I will be uh, jetting from studio down to uh, Rudy's to sit with my man Doug Miles. Um, nice. And – the thing is if you ask an sec fan what are the rivalries man they'll list off 30 games right so it's like Mm -hmm. without being defined like does it have to have a trophy to be a rivalry okay well then arkansas lsu is going to be announced before all the teams okay uh you know the egg bowl that's got to be up there like like when we think rivalries in the sec i pretty much think the iron like ones that are kind of up there in the top like five rivalries i think florida georgia I think um, the Iron Bowl and I think OU Texas. Like those are the three that I would put 
with Army, Navy, and Ohio State, Michigan as kind of like, you know, kind of the five rivalries that we talk about um, as being kind of at the top of the sport. What do you think, if you think they're starting with the rivalry games, what do you think the SEC is considering in that group? No clue. Um, Alabama, Tennessee, or, I mean. Well, I think it's probably going to be Alabama, Auburn, as technically their their rivalry game, but I think they're they're still going to play Alabama Tennessee every year. Um, you know, I I could be wrong on that. I guess I really don't know. Florida Georgia, um, I don't know who's South Carolina. Now I know their Clemson is their big rival, but is it Kentucky? I mean, do they have anything with Kentucky? I I, I don't know. I I would assume it's. Yeah, Kentucky or is it Georgia maybe? I don't know. And who does who does A&M outside of A&M, Texas maybe LSU? Well, is it LSU Arkansas? Te- the like, boot? Haven't Yeah, so I that's what I'm saying like I don't I don't know enough about that. Um so that's going to be it's going to be informative for me to see how all of that is going to break down <laughs> well be we good we're uh we're, we're due for another quick break um we will be back uh shortly uh stay tuned into us we're gonna hit the text line i promise teddy and i both have that issue we will get to the text line i promise you give us uh, your thoughts on the schedule release tonight what rivalries you think they'll announce first are they five rivalries ten rivalries anything like that we will uh see you guys on the other side rush is back hanging out jimmy austin today uh, which I've got good news. We are going to give away one of those uh, ticket packages today. Oh. I'm thinking maybe around the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, give everyone a fair chance if you're getting off work and turning the show on. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a set of four. We're going to be doing two sets, another set tomorrow. But set of four to the hospitality tent um, includes food and uh, most beverages so those are those are going to be nice, and the hospitality tents out here are really cool. Uh, they're set up in great locations. Going to have a great view of multiple um, tea boxes and greens, and maybe even I'm not exactly sure what hospitality tent it's in, but you may even have a uh, a good spot right there on the 18th green to see the final final players coming through. So uh, we'll do that in the five o'clock hour. All right, uh, show rolls on. Text messages gentlemen travis pierce fire when ready we we've got some good ones we've got some really good ones so um we will start with the rivalry talk right so uh from the 803 georgia and south carolina is called the border bash like you said yesterday you don't need google you just need the the text line the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line man they they know what's up so um uh, from the 918, we've got a list of them, right? Iron Bowl, Cocktail Party, Tennessee Vandy. I think if you ask Tennessee, I think mm, if yeah. they would they would not. I mean, obviously it's a rivalry, but they would rather have Alabama as their top rivalry. But uh, Missouri-Arkansas, ooh, yee. Uh, OU-Texas, LSU-A&M, the Egg Bowl, and Kentucky-South Carolina. Any of, any of those trip your trigger, you know, uh, before we move on with this, can somebody enlighten me on what the cocktail party is? Flor- Florida, Georgia. Georgia, Florida. Yeah, Georgia, Florida I've is the world's largest outdoor. I've never heard it called that. Interesting. Well, are, are you old enough to have a cocktail? 
Yeah, I'm, I turned 21 this year. World's Come on, largest, man. Well, I guess technically uh, they stopped calling it the world's largest cocktail party because, I don't know, that makes everyone go have more cocktails, I guess. So uh, now they're all apparently. sober watching that game, apparently. We have a real problem with words these days uh, in our country. Yeah. You know, yeah. We got word issues going on. Yeah, so, big word yeah, issues. That's that's a big game. And I guess – I don't know what the latest is, but, you know, they play it in Jacksonville, and, you know, they're about to redo that stadium. Could take, what, three or four years, they they said, even, uh, wow. perhaps. Uh, so, I guess there's been talks of playing that as a as a home-and-home, home, maybe permanently or at least while they're renovating that stadium, but I don't know where officially those those talks are at right now well don't give them any ideas because OU Texas we're we're re-upped in Dallas uh for a while so um that's interesting three or four years goodness gracious what are they doing sending it tomorrow well they said two years but possibly up to four in something that I read so my guess would be probably closer to to the two-year mark it looked like the the mock-ups look incredible though now, so. I've I've got so and 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 I think I'm probably I probably cut it off after the Iron Bowl cocktail party and OU Texas the Red River Shootout if you will I will I'm going to cut it off and say those are the three SEC rival game rivalry games that I respect as national rivalry games that people know about that people tune into maybe Pierce doesn't know about it but everybody else in the college football world, knows about those games. That's where I would cut the line. But uh, the text line continuing kind of uh, to uh, hit up the Knippelmeyer text line. Um, is Horns Down going to be allowed in the SEC, Teddy? I I don't know. I think, I think it'll be al- allowed as long as it's not a taunt at a player, just like any – I think any other – like you make a big hit and you stand over the top of the guy and say something or like you know do the like you this incomplete the, the or like the safe sign like well you can't do the throat slit because you know right. we've got word issues here and even uh gesture issues someone may think that the player is uh, signaling that he's literally going to kill his opponent at some time in the future with Oof. the throat slit. So you can't do that. Um, but I I think it like if you make a big hit, stand over a guy and get in his face and do the horns down, I think that will be a penalty. But I think it would have – like any gesture at that point would yeah, be right. a penalty. So I, I, don't, I don't think the horns down is going – like just flat out going to be a penalty – I think it's just going to fit right into the current taunting rules. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I think, I think the SEC's got to you know kind of buck up and say, hey, look, Texas, we, we, uh, you know, we, we've been about that life over here in the SEC. You can't run in and just start making your own rules. So, um, here's another one from Guy, the nine one eight. Guys, what's your thoughts on OU Texas having completely different schedules? Zero common opponents seems like a miss to me. Too much hand-picking matchups from a conference that's been getting it wrong for more than a decade. What say you, Ted? So, they're saying they don't like that we don't have any common opponents, that they're just splitting up the conference 
Correct. To play the newcomers. Correct. I don't know. I, I honestly don't care at all. Zero. Who Texas plays. Don't yeah. care. Um, I think it's like I think it's a fair way to introduce two new teams. I agree. You know because I you want to. I think you just it's the best way to kind of spread the wealth over two years. You know you get you're going to get a bunch of new matchups and uh, you may not get OU this year, but you get Texas, so you'll get OU next year. I don't know. I I think that's overthinking it. You know we we just. We know who we're going to get next year, right? Right. If, 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 would it if, stand to reason that that would then flip the next year? Like all of the opponents play OU and Texas the first two years that OU and Texas are in the league? Like, it, do you think that stands to reason where we can basically look at Texas's, you know, SEC opponents this year and say, okay, that's our 2025 schedule? Because if that's the case, I'm all for it because that means that we have played every single SEC team in two, two seasons. Years. Yeah. So, like that's that's how I see it. I don't know that anyone's confirmed that. Well, let's do um, it right now. Yeah. You heard it here first. Twenty twenty five schedule. Yeah, I've just been handed a note. We're confirming it. Oh, good, yeah. good. No, I, I I don't know that. It would make sense to do it the way they're doing it right now. If that was going to be the case for next season, um, you know, I I'd like to play everyone in the SEC in two years. That I think that would be awesome. Right. Yeah, I think and the eventual supposedly is supposedly we're going to play everyone home and away in four years. So I think it it's just seems like the natural way to introduce two new teams into the conference. But I don't know. At the end, of, like I said, I don't care who Texas plays. Right. I mean, with 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 who Texas plays, it it only matters in a, in a way that you would say, okay, that means that we're playing these teams next. I guess is is the way I look at it. But the way I look at it, I think, and, and Teddy, you're pretty much the same, is you would think the schedule would flip like this. Okay, whoever we get this year will get the exact opposite, like the next year, right, 2025. And then in 2026, we will play – or, yeah, 2026, we will play everybody that we played in 2024, but the, but the home field will switch. And then in 2027, we'll play everybody we played in 2025, and the home field will switch. So in a four-year span, we go to and we host every team in the SEC. Yeah. So theoretically, the 2024 schedule release could dictate everything through 2027, theoretically. Yeah. Yep, you would think. But, again, that hasn't been confirmed. And I'm sure there's going to be complaints most likely from Texas A&M in Texas uh, about how everything is unfolded and they'll need some type of special treatment on uh, how things need to be handled. But for the time being, it seems fairly straightforward. Let's uh, let's hit one more text quickly before we hit a timeout. Okay. Uh, one more before a timeout. Um, let's go. I saw one that was interesting. Someone suggested playing the cocktail party while that stadium is being under construction playing that at Daytona Speedway. Yeah, you know who was it that played Tennessee played someone at um why am I drawing a blank on the the raceway there? Um oh my gosh. Come on guys. 
Come I'm on. not a big NASCAR connoisseur, unfortunately. <laughs> Tennessee played someone. The text line will hit it. I real say text quickly. line will definitely get you. Don't worry. It's yeah. like it's one of the most well um, well known racetracks in the country. Anyways, they play, They did that before. Um, I think it's a cool idea, but Daytona is huge. I, if you're sitting in the stands and there's a football game going on out th- like you're going to be a long ways away yeah. from it. I am not a playing sports in non-traditional venue type of guy typically. Like I don't want my basketball games played on aircraft carriers. I don't like my basketball games played in football stadiums and I don't want my football games played in speedways. Text line is coming through here Bristol. They played Virginia yeah. Tech there. There you go. Played uh played Virginia Virginia Tech. Uh it looked pretty cool. Like like the setup and everything because that's a really small nascar track it's uh i mean it's the smallest on like their their circuit i mean i know maybe they've raced at a smaller one somewhere else before but that's the smallest one that they go to every year super tight and it looked cool uh, but i don't know how cool it was to attend and to to watch the game because the fans are end up being pretty far away from the action whenever right. it, it all takes place. So. Right, it ends up being made for TV as opposed to made for live viewing. Yeah. And we need to uh, hit one more break. We're going to let the text line reset because we just got 30 text messages saying Bristol. Um, <laughs> so we're going to let that reset, and uh, we will catch up with you guys on the other side. Stay tuned. Rush is back. Final segment, hour number one, hanging out Jimmy Austin today. Uh, course looks fantastic, and if you haven't been out here in a while, you got to come see this place. Uh, just beautiful. They've re, uh, redone the, the clubhouse. They've got all kinds of, uh, of different things going on. The practice area is awesome. The ransom course, the par 3 course is amazing. They've got uh, event area that they've redone and, and host all kinds of great events out there, and the course was recently redesigned, and it's just tip-top. Really, really good stuff going on. they got the Corn Ferry Tour coming through uh, next week, and we are giving away four passes to the hospitality suite, food and drink, most drinks included. Um, now, we're giving away two sets. Today, we're going to give it away in the 5 o'clock hour, and the winner, you just got to designate. Do you want the um, the four tickets for Thursday or you want it for Saturday? Today's winner gets first choice. And then, obviously, tomorrow's winner will have uh, whatever day, um, uh, you know, is left. So, good stuff there. Going to be fun. Can't wait to see this event. First, uh, first pro golf event we've hosted here, uh, I believe. Uh, so, going to be cool. Uh you know what's cool? Time for Let me, a text uh, message or two. I got to. Uh, I got to interject real quick. You know who uh, will be playing Jimmy Austin oh, is yeah. recruits actually because Eli Bowen wanted to make sure that he uh, got a little golf in on his visit. So you know some of these guys are wiser, uh, you know, for their young age than uh, I think we give them credit for. I, I think I would. You know, that's a great idea. You get to play courses around the country. Get some coaches to take you out. That's that's pretty smart stuff uh, from the uh, younger Bowen. Yeah, smart, smart kid. Uh, I wish I would have picked up golf way earlier, right? Seven, eight years old. I, I picked it up. I picked it up later than a bunch of my friends, but I mean, I picked. I still picked it up at ten years old. But my friends like were were just 
out of the womb, they got home and started putting well, what's, practice. What's going on with your golf deal? So, ironically, I started my golf uh, life at Meadowbrook Country Club, um, which conveniently is the site for the OU Club of Tulsa uh, tournament that they've got coming up. And uh, that is, you've got the opportunity to play with me. KREF's got a team. And KREF will be having a foursome. You'll get to play with me. The only way that you can win, the only way that you can, can play with me in Tulsa, Meadowbrook, is you've got to tweet a picture, tag at KREF Sports and at Travis Skull of you on a golf course. Tweet a picture of you on a golf course. You've got to be available Monday, June 26th for an 8 a.m. shotgun start. It's the OU Club of Tulsa Scholarship Golf Tournament at Meadowbrook Country Club in Tulsa. You've got, you know, contests for long drive, close to the pin, beverages, lunch, swag bags. It's all, it's all in there. You can go for the OUClubofTulsa.com. Uh, go to that if you want to sign up. Or, like I said, if you want to play on Team KREF with me, then uh, go ahead and tweet a photo of you on a golf course and tag at KREF Sports and at Travis Skoll. I'll be looking for those and bookmarking them. Good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, we're going to hit a quick timeout here for the top of the hour. We will be back with more. We've got plenty of stuff to get into. Keep hitting us on the text line, 651-3439. We will be back. <laughs> 